the second week of October. It sure is. But in the South, it's also known as week seven of football <laughs> season. That's right. We've just finished week seven, I guess I should say. So we had some big games um, that I just wanted to mention okay. because this is such a part of culture. Big games, yes. But what you, I think what you mean is some interesting disappointments, right? Well, Yes, there was a couple of uh, fun scores, one of which may not be uh, mentioned in the headlines, but Tennessee had their first SEC win. So, Go balls. <laughs> Tennessee 20, Mississippi State 10, I think was our final. Yes, so, thankful for that. That was good news to our households. And then uh, unranked South Carolina beating number three Georgia. That was, I didn't watch that game, but my smile could not have been any bigger. South Carolina <laughs> 20, Georgia 17. Wow. And, and then we had number five LSU beat number seven, Florida. Yeah. So we thought it would be a good matchup. Right. But LSU, 42, Florida, 28. That also brings a smile to my face. So, and then, you know, in the ACC, number two, Clemson, whooped up on Florida State. That was no surprise. Alabama whooped up on Texas A&M. Yeah. Also not a surprise. That's number one and number two. Yeah. Anyhow, there you go. So fun. Quick recap of week seven. So fun. Um, Okay, so I have to tell you a story just real quick before we get into today's topic that just, I don't know, I like to share just random thoughts on here sometimes outside of our Southern topics. So it's a glorious day. So beautiful. I drove over here. I mean, I only have a two-mile drive to your house, but, you know, the sun-shining convertibles are still out and about. It's just now a good time for that. Yeah. Sunroofs were open. Lots of, you know, people out walking and jogging. Uh Um, Pretty ambitious move that I saw one lady on a bike, which bicycle riding can, you still need a good amount of stability, I think, to be a good cyclist. The road. Yeah. So this was um, on Murfreesboro Road. Busy, busy, busy. Yeah. Um, but she was kind of dipped down into the park, so she was a little bit in more of a safe area. She had one of those, like, baby wraps. No, don't freak out yet. She had, like, a baby wrap on. Okay. There, there's a brand called, like, Moby Baby yeah, yeah, Wraps, yeah. if you know what I'm talking about. So it's, you know, you can get it really snug. So not a baby, but a dog. In the wrap. In the wrap. On, on the, the front. front. No. And there she was, cycling down the road. Do, 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 I was do, like, do, 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 do. I think of That seems so unsafe. Like, I'm not a good cyclist anyway, because I just don't enjoy sitting on a seat like that. But I certainly wouldn't strap anything to me. Well, I think about how people, you know, go to all these great lengths for safety for their animal in the car. Right. In case they're in an accident. What yeah. if you... You know, get a flat tire, hit a bump, and you both go flying. You land on your dog. Sort of move is going to shift the weight. That's so scary. So, anyway, I just thought I'd share that. Libby and I will not be doing that. (laughs) 
first of all, she would wiggle too much and we would both fall off. So thanks to everyone that voted for Libby in the garden and gun competition. I don't know yes. when we'll find the results out. Well, she got a good showing of results. She got a good showing. I could not believe there was over 17,000 entries. Oh my gosh. Really? So I'm pretty sure we didn't win the kennel. Well, but. at least we got to introduce the world to Lainey's new friend. So. And can I tell you what I found out this week? Again, never shocked, but Gunner Kennels is from Franklin, Tennessee. Are you serious? Just found this out. From yes. Franklin? This guy. Wow. Who started it lives in Franklin. And that's the kennel that you win in that garden and gun Which competition. Which is why I entered in the first place because yeah. we need a nice sturdy kennel and it's like the sturdiest. So <laughs> there you have it. I just can't even believe all the things that come out of this out little of this town. little town that's not so little anymore. Well, we have a fun topic today. We do. And if I'm not mistaken, this is listener... Uh, topic, a listener recommended topic, friend topic. Okay, this came from Margaret. I don't okay. know if she listens very much, but she definitely is a friend, so she knows of the show. Well, she needs to listen. I know, though she could be on here. She has so much knowledge. She's got but... some good Nashville history for sure. <laughs> this is going to be fun. Yeah. So we are talking Southern remedies, as in home remedies, right? We thought we would do it now because with the change of weather across the South. People are starting to get colds. People are doing lots of yard work. People are getting stung. Like, I mean, you know. All kinds of things going ailments on. Ailments are It's tis the season. Yes. I wanted to give a disclaimer first, just for safety reasons. Seriously. Like, we're not saying that this is going to be the end-all, be-all, fix-all for you and your family. Like, True. you've got to go to the doctor. Consult your doctor before taking on any of these remedies. Is that a good disclaimer? I just disclaimer? wanted to say that, yeah. Especially That's if you're so pregnant true. or if you're using these on a child. Yeah. I mean, Y'all, we're just two people. We are not licensed professionals. Right. Even as a licensed massage therapist, I'm not allowed to diagnose things. Right. So. We're, there you go. We're licensed Southerners, but right. beyond that, you should really check with a professional doctor. These are Appalachian folk remedies. That's right. That's right. <laughs> Some of which actually make tons of sense. So absolutely, I'll, I'll, we'll say that. Um, another reason I was, as I was researching this, and I just got yet again amazed that a lot of these were birthed because they were cheap. Absolutely. And it was things you might have on hand or not yeah. too hard to get your hands on. Yeah. Can't get to the doctor, actually. Too far to walk to the doctor. Right. Drive a cart to the doctor. Right. Yeah. So that's how this stuff gets going. Yeah. So. Yeah. So even if you don't have the sniffles or a sore throat right now, you might in the coming months. So you could make notes or circle back on, on <laughs> once those ailments start and listen to our ideas. So... Which, well, uh, which sort of category should we go into first? Well, I just think one of the main things that people experience that's not super, I mean, it's just so common, is just sore throat. Yeah. Right? Right. So, with a sore throat, one of the things that I actually was given, when I, as, even as a kid, that mom would do every once in a while, was whiskey and honey. Yeah. 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 So, here's a funny one. Um, Jim Beam actually makes... A hot toddy, like already bottled. That's like a hot. That is honey you flavored. You just heat it. Yep, you just heat it up. Wow, you that's could. Brilliant. The only thing I would suggest adding, um, 
would be a, like maybe a squeeze, squeeze of, lemon, of lemon, but you don't even really need that. So we bought that last year, um, actually out when we were out on Black Friday, we were in a Hilarious. state that has liquor in the grocery store. So we were out at Walmart and bought a bottle and yeah, I think it's actually really good to have on hand, um, especially if you're not a whiskey drinker. Just to keep And you're that. only going to use it yeah. for this. It tasted really good. But I pretty much always have tea bags, yeah. honey. Yeah. Li- I almost always have lemon and whiskey. I've most started of the buying time. lemon on a regular basis. It's just smart to have so on hand. That's all you need to make a nice hot toddy. Yeah. Um, which I do frequently do if I have a sore throat. Right. Like, I am a big believer in lots of liquids yeah. when you're feeling sick. Yeah. And so, brothy soups yes. and hot drinks yeah. are yeah. so great. So good. Yeah. And just um, comforting, right? Yeah. I mean, they're... It's they're, almost healing just in the warmth Yeah, they're working it and, on the temperature level and the ingredients. They're working, but yeah, just the comfort it brings to your emotional psyche. It's true. Seems to be it's comforting, so too. I think that's part of the whole, um, again, also for colds, the chicken noodle soup thing. Because yeah. it's brothy and it has yeah. some healing, um, you know, in the broth and that kind yeah. of thing. Yes. It's, Remember those books? Those were so good. Chicken, chicken soup, soup for, for the soul. soul. I guess they don't make those anymore. I wish they would have be like sweet a stories in it. Chicken soup for, your for soul. the southerner soul. Wouldn't that be fun? So cute. Do some southern stories. Okay. Also for a sore throat. Probably known by many, but just gargling warm salt water. Oh, that's brilliant. Yeah. I mean, I hate it. I just remember when that was brought up as a child when mom would say, okay, well, let's start. That was kind of a starting place. Yeah. Let's start, start with start some warm salt water. Before I... Go gargle this. And I mean, it was just it's so like... gross, but it even makes sense that salt kind of cleans things out. Salt and... is so cleansing inside yeah. and out. Like we've talked about yep. salt scrubs on yep. here before. Yeah, so for sure, gargling warm, warm salt water on the list for sore throat. Okay, in addition to whiskey and honey, okay. our mom talks about something that they called rock and rye. Oh, yeah. Right? Right. So, rye whiskey with yes. rock candy. Yeah. Now, do you remember rock candy, Larva? Yeah. Um, like, we would see, uh, it was on a stick, and it was it like... a little ball on the end of the stick. coarse looking, yeah. like, yeah. sugary... Yeah, it looked like crystallized. quartz. Yeah. Or something, right? Yeah. yeah. So, I think you can still buy it at Cracker Barrel. You can. Okay. Because I've looked, because I was going to make this. Okay. Um, anyhow, and I'm sure you can probably even... I've not looked, but I bet you could order that on Amazon as well. Oh, I'm like sure. Like rock candy. Anyway. It'll be here in two hours. Do we want it? <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> so, rock and rye, I was thinking that's similar to whiskey and honey, in that it's yes. your sweetening, this yes. whiskey, making it even... Able for a child to take That's it or true. something. Maybe it makes sweet it kind of fun. Because it's still, gro- you know, so gro- gross and strong tasting if you're yeah. a kid. Yeah. But um, I started reading a little bit about rock and rye. Can I read something Absolutely. I found here? So apparently around the turn of the 20th century, makers of rock and rye blurred the line between remedy and refreshment. Okay. They made bottled versions of this oh. and were able to even get away with selling it during Prohibition oh. by making it like a, that it was medicinal. Yeah. So I just thought that was so fascinating that that was kind of a secret way to yeah. keep having some in production or something. 
And um, and I got tickled because it was saying that now that's kind of a jazzed up thing that you'll see in fancy bar drinks. Um, there's a place called The Whistler in Chicago, and they make um, a drink that has star anise and whorehound candy with rock and with rock and rye. Okay, they call it the rock and rye. Anyway, I just thought isn't that funny that something that was medicinal, yeah, and then they sneak away to keep it going right. during prohibition, and then now it's like the chic, yeah. Which I mean, even like smelling medicines like a Robitussin or something mm-hmm. today. I mean, it smells alcoholic. Mm-hmm. At you can first smell that strong whiff. Yeah. So that actually makes a lot of sense. So I actually printed out a recipe for a kind of fancy rock and rye that I thought would be a fun thing to make in the winter, like a fun cocktail. Oh, how so, cool. Okay, anyway. well, we'll, share, we'll share that on our socials so I'll, that people I'll can share that little recipe, but I thought that was fun. Um, yeah, so... Another thing I've heard as a remedy for sore throat is yellow root tea. I've never okay. done that, but I yellow can see how tea. something like that. Anything with root, right? And Roots tea. are so good yeah. for us. Yeah. yeah, tea. That's awesome. Garlic, very, very good for yeah. a sore throat and other. It's so good thing, for so other many um, symptoms that yeah. oftentimes start coming alongside a sore throat. Infection so like sinus and, infection. Yeah. yeah. Um, so things you could do with garlic, just literally cut a clove and this is hard to do, but Put it I'm, I'm motioning like you're um, dipping snuff. You oh, kind of yeah. hold it in the front part of your mouth, in front of your teeth. Mm-hmm. It's, it feels spicy, you know? I like haven't ever done that. So you've done that? Oh now? yeah. Okay. Yeah. My husband actually does it a lot and he just sucks on it. So that obviously gets the garlic right into your system. Right into your system, yeah. Um, our dad, oh Lord. when he was growing up, his mom would tie garlic around on a string around his neck. Okay. I've heard of this with onions. I was going to talk about this with onions. I don't get that, though. I almost feel like... I think it's just got it right next to your chest, which is going to draw out. Maybe, or does it just keep sick people away from you because you smell... I don't know. <laughs> I think it's supposed to draw out okay. of the chest. Okay. Um, like so much so he has a class picture as a schoolboy that you can see the string around his, no. in front of his collar. That's hilarious. Of the garlic that's no, tucked that underneath hilarious. his shirt. Yeah. So well, he went to school with being sick, I guess. Um, so with the, I've heard of doing this with onion. Okay. Where you, same thing. Yeah. Um, in fact, I read that you need, need to grease your chest first. Okay. What would you grease it with? Just like any kind of oil? Okay. Or something okay. like that. Okay. Just some kind of grease. Okay. So I guess it's kind of like a little layer. Okay. And then you put the onion on, you know, around your neck or okay. it's on your chest. Um, that that draws impurities out. Okay. Now, I've heard of people purifying the air like that, too, where they'll cut onion, put it in a dish, and have it in a room yeah. to draw impurities out of the yeah. air. Yeah, But then also, um, I read about people doing this. You know, there's a lot of, um, especially in Eastern medicine, um, the foot has a lot yes. of like meridian points yes. for all the organs. Yeah. So people would cut onion, put them in a sock. And sleep with it in their sock. Oh my gosh. To draw impurities. Can you imagine how bad your sheets would smell? <laughs> Disgusting. 
That's true. Sorry. But some of this you just is launder all of it. I'll launder all of it together. Yeah. And if you're feeling better, then it's worth that it. That is right? worth it rather than weeks on end of feeling yuck. But I, I printed out something about this um, with the onions. It's saying uh, you want to use organic onions because obviously this goes right into your system. Good so you don't point. want pesticides going in. Great point. I would so, probably never buy an organic onion, but, but I would for this. For this. Um, you don't want those sitting on your feet and entering your bloodstream all night. Um, you'll just wow. want to cut the onions into flat slices so mm-hmm. that they can be applied to the bottom of your entire foot. So the bottom of your feet are immersed with onion while you sleep. Wow. Um, and this article I was reading said, as you sleep, the natural healing powers of the onion will go to work through your skin, transdermal application, purifying your blood and killing bacteria and germs, as well as absorbing toxins. Wow. That's so good. So apparently in England during plagues, they would chop up onions and leave them in the room to purify the air. Yeah. Um, So anyway, supposedly purifies your blood, kills bacteria, germs and pathogens and purifies the air so that's so good also sometimes sore throat can lead to just other congestion and going along with the onion i have seen or heard i haven't done this myself if you cut up an onion and you put it on a warm stove this would be for grandmother did this yes this would be like for bronchitis or a really deep cough well i guess any cough but especially if you feel like it has really moved into your chest and you need to break up that congestion. So put it, cut up an onion, put it on a warm stove, and then you take just the juice from the onion and drink that. Drink that. And which you, would that be, should, that would be really difficult. Really strong. Difficult to swallow, there as they go. say. Yes, but. But apparently it really breaks it, up whatever congestion might be. It's worse than cough and phlegm for Sitting weeks. in your chest. I know. Just Ugh. bite the bullet and drink the onion juice. That's right. <laughs> That's right. So garlic, onion, those are excellent uh, pieces of produce that you can keep on hand this fall and winter. (laughs) Well, I heard of another one that um, is really interesting, and that's a mustard plaster. Ooh. No. So this is also for chest congestion or bronchitis. Okay. Okay. So what you do is um, you're going to make a mustard plaster, which is like a batter, if you will. So it is a third of a cup of flour and a third of a cup of mustard powder, which you would oh, get okay. in the spice section. Okay. okay. Yeah, yeah. A smaller amount if this is for a toddler. Okay. I'll explain more about that. But equal amounts, Okay. whatever you do, a third of a cup is what, I mean, yeah, a third of a cup of flour and mustard powder or whatever, okay. just as long as it's equal amounts. And you mix enough water in to make it like pancake batter. Okay. Okay. So I'm that's with your ya. consistency. I'm with you. Now you want to get a clean cotton kitchen towel that can get stained that you don't care about mm-hmm. getting stained. Um, spread that out. You're going to put the batter inside and spread it out onto a into a rectangle size, the size of the chest that you're covering. So, oh, wow. Okay? Okay. So you're making that, and then you're going to fold the sides in okay. so that it's not going to seep out. Okay. Then you put a clean towel. Like, you're going to put that that right the directly on the chest, the mustard you. butter, then a clean towel, okay. then a heat source. Oh. So either a heating pad or a, yeah. you know, one of those, um, yeah. like, hot that you can microwave. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Packs. Yeah. Um, you want to lay with that on, and this said, 
you need to check every 10, two minutes, one, two, two minutes, because you're going to get really, really red. I bet. Yeah. And so you want to make sure that you don't get so red that you're blistering. Oh gosh. That's what okay. It, okay. And you're, this video I was watching said, you're never going to do it more than 15 to 20 minutes. Okay. Because it's really bringing the blood up. Okay. And so that's why you get so red. Wow. Um, and you want to do this on the front and the back. Like you do the front, then okay. after you've done the front, you're going to do the back to get the all of the lungs. Yeah, because if you go to the doctor, they're listening to both. <laughs> to your back. Yeah. Isn't that interesting? Wow. So anyway, this mustard plaster, mustard plaster is supposed to be really good to help. And it said that you will cough a lot of phlegm after doing it. Okay. So just know that's normal. Yeah. yeah. But it will help yeah. you get yeah. over it faster. <laughs> you haven't made it worse. Yeah. Well, maybe, maybe worse before, before better. That's yes. right. Yeah. That's interesting. I've so, never heard that one before. There you go. That's With brand new. Plaster. And I have to tell you, because this is gonna, this is so funny to me. There is a Facebook group that I am a part of. Okay. Called Appalachian Americans. Okay. And I proposed this question of what are some home remedies oh, that fun. you guys know of? Yeah. And I got some different ones. That's where I heard of the mustard plaster. Okay. And looked it up. Thank you, Appalachia. That's right. They they have all kinds of folk remedies on there. Um, but another one that I skipped, and I, I have to mention when we were talking about just colds and flus and whiskey and honey, I got so tickled. This person wrote... My mom used to say for colds, a shot of whiskey and a bag of Cheetos. <laughs> and I thought, now what in the world? But I thought, you know what I bet it was? This is just my take. Okay. I bet it was the way to get the kid to drink the whiskey. Probably. Okay. And feel like whiskey it's absorbing and Cheetos. it fast. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Like knowing they're going to be like, I get Cheetos, you know? Like I'll do anything. That is hilarious. That's just my... Two cents. I don't know if that's at all why. There may be some real medicinal value of Cheetos, but I seriously doubt it. <laughs> I think that's to absorb and get a kid to drink too. whiskey. Yeah. Yeah. Anyhow. That is fun. There you go. Okay. Rock and rye, mustard plasters. Anything else, Larbeth, for colds, flus, congestion, sore throats? I don't think so. No. That's all I had for that, but I've got more. Yeah. Um different things yeah for fever yeah i remember um just wrapping up in comforters to sweat it out like drinking fluids yeah that just yeah you want to be wrapped up so you can have you ever heard the saying starve a fever feed a cold i've heard mom say that so apparently i think did i say that right i think that's the right way okay so if you've got a fever you want fluids but not a lot don't of eat a lot yeah till Colds, it breaks. yeah if you've got a cold it's okay to eat yeah. i guess so interesting well uh yeah so that's all i had on fever yeah i don't have anything specifically on fevers except that saying um okay colic catnip tea is what? what somebody said. I'm not sure. Catnip tea. That sounds backwoods right there. <laughs> <laughs> I've never had any catnip tea. I have catnip. I've gotten catnip for cats before. Now that's a funny sight. Watching but a cat with catnip. Like, it's like kitty dope. It is. For real. They get rolling they in it mind. and they get so excited and then they're just chill. Uh-huh. Um, okay. This is a funny one, but there's a lot out there I read about. 
for an earache. Okay. Blowing cigarette smoke in it, in the air. What? I don't know. I read something that was saying, like from, I can't remember if it was the... Um, Blowing cigarette smoke. It was some, you know, medicine or some medical site that was saying there's no proven. Sure. Blah, 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 blah. You yeah. Know, benefits yeah. of blowing. But obviously there was a lot on it. So it is not just one person said this. This is a definitely a thing. That is a but mystery. But I think it's, I was thinking maybe for pressure. Like if you have a lot of pressure. And that smoke might draw. That might kind of. That's a difficult You know, it would be a, like yeah. a blowing where yeah. it's going to make different pressure. Yeah. Like, yeah. I don't know. Yeah. I mean, anytime I've had an earache, I do want warmth. Mm-hmm. You know, whether that just be a heat pad or... Well, and I remember hearing of warm olive oil, too. Yeah, Like just a couple of drops yeah. of warm olive yeah. oil yeah. in the ear. I yeah. don't know if that... I feel like mom did that is... growing up. You she know. knows about a lot of these she things. She does some home remedies. Um... For muscle pains, now this is real. I tell my massage clients all the time, yeah. Epsom salts. Epsom salt, yeah. Cheap, too. It's cheap. It's, yeah. you know, it's just magnesium sulfate. So yeah. it does draw out yeah. impurities in your body. Right. So it's a great thing to do if you're sore. You hear of runners doing them all yeah. the time. Yeah. And so is there anything that you have to be careful of after an Epsom salt bath? Like, are you are you getting dehydrated through I that? I feel so dehydrated. So drink a lot after. of water. So you need a lot of okay. water after. I'm not sure um, contraindications for that. Possibly if you have diabetes or something, you might want to ask your doctor yeah. about well, it. Again, our caveat, please check yes. with your doctor. Before. With any of this, <laughs> we're not doctors. Before jumping into our backwoods remedies. Okay, that's good. Um, I have some different skin ones. Ooh, do tell. Did you have any of any? Okay. So for eczema. Okay. That's real. Um, just putting Crisco on it. That makes total sense. Now what I think that makes sense is because it makes like a barrier. It's greasy. Yeah. It doesn't. Right. Now I can see how that could be good and bad. It makes a barrier, but then air can't get in it very well either. So I don't know if that's. Yeah. But it would help just. I wonder if you Make could a, use like coconut oil too, because I feel like it's got that similar be consistency for your skin as Crisco. But yeah, something I would much more something that Appalachians probably didn't have. They're like, too. what the heck is They're coconut like, oil? We have Crisco. We don't know about <laughs> coconut <true>. oil. <laughs> I would think coconut oil would be better for your skin. That's <laughs> true. Um, and then another thing I read about that this really kind of cracked me up because. Well, I didn't have eczema, and I've never had eczema, so yeah. I've not had to treat this. But I remember using Noxzema as my cleanser as a kid. Oh, sure. And I wanted the to name, be the Noxzema girl <laughs> in those ads. The name came from No Eczema. No Eczema. Are you serious? So okay. it was, well, I guess, for eczema. Yeah. I never had heard that before, so call me crazy. I don't know how many jars of that I have bought in right. my life. I never knew that that's even what the name came from. I, I never connected that, no. That's but it's hilarious. also used for sunburn. Okay. And I have heard that before. I yeah. don't think I've ever done that. We always tried to have that green aloe stuff. Yeah. That's what I always yeah. did for sunburn. But 
I always take a warm shower after a sunburn. Now, I mentioned that to you, and you were like, ouch. And it is kind of ouch, but a sunburn is is painful. So, yeah. So, does the warm shower bring the heat out? Because I know after taking a shower in general, which I'm not going to take a real cold one. Right. I'm more red. It's like it brings it out. Yeah. Um, Yeah, I feel like it just kind of solidifies the color in a good way like it's going to help it look more tan than just red and peel okay but that's for my skin my very irish yes white skin yeah so i don't know how all skin types would do but for me i've tried to always take a warm shower after a sunburn and then i put the aloe on yeah yes exactly i do yeah it just feels good it does it cools it down kind of it's kind of a down um, jolt at first, though. If you're real burnt and somebody's especially doing your back and you don't even know they're like coming in, <laughs> you're like, not ready. <laughs> yeah. Oh, me. Okay. That's good. Well, different kind of burn than sunburn, but just a minor burn. Mm-hmm. Or uh, like a from the kitchen. Yeah. Yeah. As long as it's not like. Your skin's off. Right. I'm not talking about if the skin's off, that's a whole nother. Yeah. Because you got to be careful of infection. Yeah. But if it's just a minor burn, I'm such a believer in lavender oil. Lavender oil. Now, see, we used to be such a fan of even keeping an aloe plant. Yes. Remember, you used Mm -hmm. to do that all the time. You'd Mm -hmm. pinch a leaf open and squeeze the aloe out. But, yeah, I think we've kind of moved into it. kind of moved to the lavender oil. Mm -hmm. Um, And just because of my history with being a massage therapist i have a lot of oils around most of the time and um it's funny because i have been a user of essential oils before it was cool i was gonna say before there were so many different levels of people selling it marketing yeah Yeah. multi-level marketing companies and even you know Whole Foods, like that didn't exist. So I had to no, drive had to, to like a health food store in Sunshine Nashville. Grocery on Belmont Boulevard. <laughs> we were to find essential oils. Nobody had that. No. Now they're everywhere. Yeah. So I think that's funny. Another thing I uh, saw on the Appalachian Americans, okay, one of the post that somebody put up said for minor burns, red clay mud. Okay. That you rub the red clay mud on the minor burn and it draws the heat out. Makes sense. Well, I went Where to, do you get red clay mud, though? Well, you gotta live where there's red clay. Georgia. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Alabama. Your yeah. Back, uh, yeah, I guess some people are listening to this going, my backyard. So I, I started to Google to look up more about this, and the first story that popped out was interesting. I couldn't even read it because there was a visual. Oh. You know. Uh, yeah. Um, in Syria, of a little kid that had been burned real bad. Wow. And they had it covered in mud. Like, not red clay wow. mud, just covered in mud. Yeah. And they were carrying this kid. And I thought, well, that may be a real thing where people yeah. put yeah. mud. But I, it did baffle me a little bit in that with a burn, one of your big fears is infection. So sure. you have to be careful of infection. So Gosh, there's I don't so know. much bacteria in, in mud. So I don't or know. Or could be. But apparently that's a thing to draw heat out, and that may be that may be more what you need quickly, and then deal with the cleaning it later. Yeah, I yeah. Okay. I don't, I don't know about that's that. That's interesting. But, yeah. What else you got on your? Well, I just jotted down a couple of things I remember doing as a kid. These are not medicinal; they're just aesthetic. Oh, okay. <laughs> 
Well, before you jump to that, can I mention some things to do about stings? Please. Do you oh, have stings I have, sti- I have, have one bee sting. One bee sting thing. Okay. What would you say about a bee sting? You get the stinger out with a credit card. Like, like the, the corner of it or something? Yeah, because it's real stiff and oh. it'll help push. Yeah, because you, know, you do want to get the stinger out. You if got the stinger to. has been left in your skin, which it very well it, might. You'll have the reaction until you get it out. Because I've had one where I didn't realize it was still in there. And like two days later, I'm like, why is this not getting better? Oh, the stinger's still in. Gosh, that's um, so painful. So, yeah, that's just something you can use that's stiff. It will go into your skin but help push the yeah stinger out. Also, wet tobacco. Oh my gosh, I think I've heard of this. Yeah, so that would work on probably a wasp sting, but I don't know if it applies to bees. And, and you want the and, juicy, like you can even, it's the juicy yeah. of it. I mean, mom said, you know, yeah, of course, of course mom, mom said, said this, um, you know, like taking dry tobacco and just spitting on it works, okay. um, but it's got to be wet. Okay. So, it's not necessarily the saliva. Like, just get it wet. Okay. Um, but, yeah, definitely wet tobacco. Apply On it. On a stain. Rub it around. I don't know how long you have to leave it there. So, sorry. I only have half the remedy there. But um, that would apparently help. And then baking soda like making a paste okay baking soda is good for so many to put on a a sting apparently helps draw out pain and um yeah actually my husband was at a restaurant here in town Dotson's before it closed and somebody in the restaurant got stung by a wasp classic Dotson's moment and the waitress was like hold on just a second I'll go make you a paste in the back and sure enough she came out with some baking soda and made a little paste for him. So things that wouldn't happen in a she-she East Nashville restaurant. No, that's true. <laughs> Let also, me make you a paste. Also for stings, I put this out to our podcast group. Um, Cassie mentioned that you can make a paste with meat tenderizer and oh, water. Okay. And she said it's a miracle worker. Interesting. So that I mean, a lot of people might not have tobacco on hand these days, but you might have baking soda or. A meat tenderizer. And then um, Marianne Murphy said okay. a paste of aspirin as well. Like, I guess you're crushing up the that aspirin. That makes sense, too. It would be. So, okay. She also forgot to mention on her cure for uh, sunburn is a vinegar bath. Ooh, okay. I wonder if that makes you... That's uh, interesting. It, like, balances things out in your yeah. pH. Maybe. I bet. It yeah. does. Yeah. How interesting. Well, there you go. Well, yeah, I just had a couple aesthetic things that are, I don't even know, but I just remember for shiny hair, we used to try to, do you know what I'm going to say? Collect rainwater to wash your hair with. That may be totally folklore, but we did it a few times. Just supposedly to make shinier hair. Is that why you've got that rainwater collector out there? No, but (laughs) that's an idea. It has a little pump on there. Um, And then, you know, as a kid, I didn't have money to go buy. And you didn't even hear of people doing, like, facial masks and stuff. Now they're mm-hmm. all over the place. But we would just uh, take egg whites, the egg whites, yes, and, and put, put that on. Face. And it would you get real tight and dry and then kind of just wash it off. Yeah. Does it make its own peel? Like, is it flaking it's, off? or it, Maybe if it was thick enough. I don't think okay. I ever had enough for it to be thick enough to okay. peel. So I had to wash it off. But I just remember it would get real tight. 
Yeah. And oh, but that feels so good. After so it's it feels good because your pores feel tight. Yeah. You know, I yeah. don't know if it really did much. And of course, <laughs> at the age that I was doing both of these things, I already had good skin and shiny hair. So True. right. Yeah. Did I didn't move even the need needle. It. Did it really move the needle? We don't know. It's just like when you're always saying, I need to lose weight. I'd give anything to be back at the weight. I, I was know. saying that. At. Yeah. But anyway. Yeah. It's true. So that's all the Okay. I'll mention one medicine more. Medicine I have. Um, for heartburn. Oh. Got one for heartburn, and that'll be the last one on is my list, Is it baking soda? It is. It makes sense to a, me. A teaspoon of baking soda and a glass of warm water. That makes perfect sense. And um, it's going to make you burp. Okay. But that's okay. So it's going to... Get it out. Work out the heartburn. That is so funny. Good old baking soda. It's good for a multitude of things. It is. So definitely... I feel like the theme here has come down to only a few ingredients. So if you've been taking a grocery store list, your list isn't very long. That's right. Just go get some core items. Vinegar and baking soda and whiskey. Whiskey. (laughs) Yeah. Well, that's going to do it for this episode of the Steel Magnolias podcast. Hope y'all enjoyed listening along to us and felt like you were sitting right here at the table with us. We sure do enjoy talking to you We want you to have a healthy fall. That's right. Yeah. So we will um, have more Southern culture topics next week and hope you have a good one.